It's a demi. It's a demi. It's a demi. It's a demi. Fresh takes. All right. This is another demi. I don't involve me. Mini episode. We're doing across the Spider-Verse, people. And I'm excited. This movie's really, really, really good. Um, I'm going to say this to start off. One, I'm really, really happy I watched The Flash before I watched Across the Spider-Verse. Because Across the Spider-Verse does the multiverse a lot better than The Flash does. Just a lot better. A lot more um, insane, cohesive. It makes sense where The Flash was kind of like you questioned a little bit of it. There was like plot twists. Not plot twists. Plot holes that you just kind of like, I don't know how this works. And they're just like, don't think about it. Just go with it. So, Across the Spider-Verse. This movie's excellent. I'm not even going to, like, hover. I'm not going to... I don't know what I'm saying. This movie's good. Um, the animation is amazing. The acting's amazing. The music, the score is amazing. It's all amazing. And honestly, I can just say, Across the Spider-Verse, it's great. It's wonderful. I was a big fan of the first one, Into the Spider-Verse. I think it's probably my favorite Spider-Man film of all time. And I say this, you know, in regards to Spider-Man 2, very good, Doc Ock, good villain. He's not my favorite villain in this series, but Spider-Man 2 is really good. Far From Home, not Far From Home, um, No Way Home was up there. But Into the Spider-Verse is just one of those films that just really caught my attention because the animation was just excellent. It's one of the best animation styles I've ever seen. It's one of those animation styles where I'm like, damn, this like every little scene, little bit of change is just beautiful it looks like a comic book it feels like a comic book and that's why into the spider-verse was such a just like a love of mine like you can see background i'm really mentioned through the comic books ultimate spider-man miles morales was probably one of the first i think one of the first three books i've ever read personally uh, i was really in the walking dead to start i was really into the injustice series because i just like the lore of that game and once um, Miles Morales kind of came around, I started reading those comics. And those comics, the story definitely gripped me. The Ultimate Spider-Man in general just gripped me. So when they f- heard that they were finally doing a Miles Morales and they kind of did the story, I was excited. Well, less excited when they just announced it was like a multiverse, Spider-Verse. Because I thought Miles Morales' story was just excellent to begin with. The whole him and his uncle is just a great storytelling feature. But what makes this great is they blended those aspects on top to blend on top of blending the ultimate Spider-Man aspects of that story on top of adding the multiverse. And they did it beautifully together. It was top notch. Animation was top notch. Music score was top notch. And across the Spider-Verse, somehow tops that. Animation's even more beautiful. Every universe they go into has its own style. Spider-Gwen, if you ever read Spider-Gwen, her um, her comic is very colorful, very much in touch with emotions. So like a way a character is feeling, that's how the comic is. This movie does that. You feel, you see like this beautiful art rendering that makes you feel like a painting, or it makes you seem like it's a painting in the background, kind of illustrating how the character feels. And they do that in her universe only. And in other universe, you just see different styles. You see the Lego, I guess I'm spoiling here, there's Lego Spider-Man universe in it. You see um, Spider-India, you see Miles Morales, you see two different universes. And one of the universes he jumps into 
is a nod to one of his more recent comics. And unless you read the comic, you not you don't really get that. And this is what this film is so great. It's because everything's top notch. Animation is top notch. Music somehow is better than before. Like the score, just I find myself just bopping along to the score of the music. They throw in different songs in there, just like, and it just flows naturally to it. Um, before I get into the story, because I feel like the story is where this this movie kind of I wouldn't say fails. It doesn't fail whatsoever, but it's lacking. Not the story itself, but I'll get into the story part and where it's lacking. But I just want to say the cameos and just all the little Easter eggs in this film, just like the Spider-Verse, it, there's so much, so, so much Easter eggs to be had. So many different characters that just pop up. How many different cameos, and it just never feels out of place. The Flash did this, and it felt like it was a lot more fan service than it was actually fulfilling a storytelling feature, whereas in Spider-Verse, it was definitely fan service. There was definitely some cameo appearances you just weren't expecting. You're like, aha, but it worked in the story it worked in the telling the world of hey this is a world of and story of multiple spider-man and it just feels natural so you see all these spider-man from different universes uh you see spectacular spider-man you see donald glover's uh prowler you see other spider-man from different stories and it just feels in place and there's different um videos of different past movies and it just feels like it belongs it doesn't feel forced it doesn't feel any this movie does it well so where does this story fail it doesn't fail um this movie doesn't fail at all but i think where it lacks is the storytelling aspect of it so getting into the story the story definitely dives into gwen stacy more it starts off opens up and her and her kind of showing how her and her father are not quite seen eye to eye and how she's not being able to reveal herself as Spider-Woman and he's against Spider-Woman, a very classic Spider-Man tale, right? Um, the parent or the guardian or the captain is against Spider-Man, Spider-Man or Spider-Woman. Uh, the Spider-Person is trying to debate whether or not they should tell them or not. And there's a lot of, uh, this is very intentional, because a lot of characters are feeling this. A lot of spider characters are feeling this, and there's a whole attention to it. And they just dive into detail a lot more with Gwen Stacy, and you just feel for her character. And then that's where um, a vulture of a different universe comes in, and boom. She gets uh, introduced with Miguel O'Hara. And then you get Miles Brown's story, which is he's feeling something, he's dealing with something very, very similar. Um, he wants to tell his parents that he's Spider-Man. He keeps getting in trouble. He's late for class. He's lying to his parents. They all, everyone knows that something is up with Miles Morales, but he doesn't want to say it. And that's kind of like the arc. And there's a whole point to this because that's where the story goes. They talk about the, what they call canon events in the story. And it's all about allowing canon events to happen, which is where you see um, characters seeing different things from different point of perspectives. And it's just such an interesting concept. It's an interesting philosophy, right? Do you allow bad things to happen for the good of the world? It's one of the classical debates, philosophical debates of all. 
time. And it's just, I love when movies kind of get into it. It's overplayed a little bit, but I think this story does it very, very well. And so it brings Miles into this interesting world. And another thing I want to get into, I don't have this like written out or planned. I kind of just do this on the top of my head. So I'm sorry if I'm kind of going all over the place. I don't know how to generally naturally how to do it without trying to pitch you like uh, my thoughts. I want to just tell them naturally. Maybe in time I'll have it more written out. So let's get into the characters because I think the characters in this movie is just as great as the characters in the first. One, Miles Morales, you get to see a lot more. You get to see him as Spider-Man. Great. His, the villain, one of the villains of the story, the spot, is just so wonderfully played because he's trying to be the arch nemesis of Miles Morales. And it's just, it's funny because he's just like, this is the fight of our lives. Like for the spot, it's just like, it's so important for him. And Miles is just like, dude, you're just some dude. (laughs) And it's funny to just see how a villain is powering up it's one of those things you just don't see that often surprisingly you don't see villains powering up trying to be that arch nemesis and you get like this background and you get this importance of like why spotting is important and another thing i really love about this film is they they don't take the first movie and make it unimportant because i feel like a lot of sequels do that where oh you remember what the big thing that happened in the first movie well that wasn't that big of a deal compared to the sequel's big um, conflict. No, like the first, they made the first movie be, they made it so important where it's causing everything else to happen. It is an important event. And I really like how they did that. Um, going back to the characters though, um, Spider-Woman, both Spider-Woman, Gwen Stacy, I kind of already talked about, they definitely dive deep into her character, her comic book origin and her comic book story. Love it. Uh, Spider-Woman shows up. She's okay. She's a pregnant Spider-Person on a bike. I don't know much about Spider-Woman. Um, her character was good, but it wasn't... They didn't put, like, the spotlight. Her character is more of, like, the straight character. Like, the straight character in between Miguel O'Hara and Gwen Stacy. And Miguel O'Hara is Spider-2099. He is, as the trailers put it, the antagonist. Not a villain of sorts. The antagonist. The philosophy the the other side of the spectrum of miles Morales and the other Sparta people he questions the the saving the people quo of what a spider-man usually does and he's such an interesting character oscar isaac just plays him beautifully um i i enjoy his performance and it's so weird because i keep hearing i just watched force awakens so i keep hearing poe dameron and i'm waiting for him to tell a joke and everybody else is telling the joke and he's the serious straight lace, but that's kind of what's funny about it because he's so serious, so straight laced that like everyone makes fun of him because he doesn't realize what he's saying is actually kind of hilarious. And I just love that back and forth. This movie's very quippy. Like there's so many jokes, and like every spider person is trying to tell a joke, but they also tell the joke of how every spider person tells the joke. The Flash does this too because they talk about how Barry Allen's super annoying, and then he meets a you know a younger version. They do that well too, but. This movie just, it's, there's it like, you know, they talk about the spot and they talk about it in the Spider-Verse and then from like a 10 second sequence, you have all these spider people trying to tell spot jokes like, oh, that was spot on and just on onward and onward and onward. And like, I love how they're just picking fun of the fact that Spider-Man has to be funny. It has to be hilarious. Another uh, funny character, 
Peter B. Parker is back. I would say in a lesser role, definitely a lot lesser role, but definitely hilarious. Um, Jake Johnson is hilarious as Peter B. Parker. And yeah, I mean, I wish they would give him a little bit more chance to shine, a little bit more of an important character, but I see why they kind of sidelined him. He does serve a really important role in this film, and I do enjoy when they kind of reveal that role. And I think he's going to have a bigger role in the next movie. The Before I get into the standout, I just want to mention one other. Uh, Spider-India, in, the Indian Spider-Man, was great. I enjoyed him. Just He wasn't in this movie long enough. He's a great character. I just enjoyed all of his role. I, it's funny watching a Peter Parker who's just like, this is easy. Everything just goes my way. It's just fun to see uh, an opposite spectrum of a Spider-Man and in an Indian voice. I don't remember who the actor who voices him, but I, I'm familiar with his voice, and I'm like, I know I like this guy. This guy's just hilarious, but I don't remember who it is. Um, but the standout for me is Spider-Punk. <laughs> Hobby Brown is just... I don't know if it's because like I am like inside like a punk myself. Like I just agree, like you know, fuck fascism, fuck the system, like take down the man. Like I like internally like in my yes, yes, yes. So like everything he just says is just great. Like I I'll I'll do what I'm told, but not because he told me to, it's because I want to do it. And it's just fun. And like Miles Morales like bent, uh, banter back and forth. These um there's kind of like a love triangle between Spider Punk, Gwen Stacy and Miles Morales. And he's jealous of it. And when he takes off his mask, um, he's just like, "How are you? How are you cooler without your mask?" Like I just love those little tidbit lines. And the animation style too is just great. He definitely is, like does not belong in this universe. And it just it looks so outlandish, but at the same time, it looks so great at the same time. And just you know, Spider-Man with a guitar who doesn't give a fuck about the world. Wonderful, love Spider-Punk. Arguably, probably my favorite character of this whole movie. So, let's get into the story. Where does this fail? Where, like, why does this not live up to the first movie? So, if you guys didn't know, Across the Spider-Verse is a part one of two movies. And it's not part one, part two, like Infinity War, Avengers Infinity War, Avengers Endgame. It's very much, or Godfather part one, Godfather part two. It's very much part one, part two, as in this movie is really two giant movies. This movie is not just two and a half hours long this movie is like five hours long and where they end this film it ends it in a place where it doesn't feel satisfaction like it makes you want more and it's not terrible it's not bad it's not awful but it's not an ending right it's hard to judge this movie because it's like i've only watched half a movie so that's where i feel like they kind of failed story-wise i wish they would have not tied it up a little bit where the first part across the Spider-Man ends with an actual ending. And then there is a cliffhanger, but it's not like a big <gasps> cliffhanger. It's not a big, whoa, I can't believe like what's going to happen next. Like it kind of just ends like, Hey, these people are here. There's a conflict ahead and that's it. Movie ends. And so <sighs> this is where I'm going to put in my ratings. Everything's top class. Everything's a five. Soundtracks, five. Animation, five. Acting, five. Story, five, except for the fact that there is not an ending. This movie does not conclude. There is no resolution. So I'm going to say this movie is a four plus. That's where I'm rating it. Four plus simply just because it doesn't end. 
now when beyond the universe comes out they might be different uh, if beyond the universe or beyond the spider-verse comes out i'm probably just going to rate this as one giant movie across the spider-verse beyond the spider-verse as one giant movie so this might turn into a five simply because like the story isn't finished it's not if you go in the theaters and if you haven't watched this yet realize it's not it's part one of two part two comes out next year which makes this crazy by the way because they this animation style should take decades to make like the animation's so crazy so layered and every character has their own animation art all the universes they go into have their own animation art everything they go like it's so everything's so different the fact that they did this within five years not not just make one film one film in five years they made two films they made essentially five hours of animation in five less than five years that's crazy so this is top-notch movie just four plus simply because it's a part one so that's it thanks for following me thanks for listening please give my youtube channel a subscribe button and a like trying to build that up if you're listening to the podcast just keep on listening baby all right we're out